0: Morning, morning, morning. Yes, we're back with another episode, another story. Today we have a guy all the way from Italy, Naples, and he's our entrepreneur. He's doing many, many things, and guess what, ladies? He's single! (laughs) So he's going to tell us all about his startup business and um, how he's um, come to London and what he does, and uh, we just take it from there. So nice to have you here today.
1: My pleasure, really a pleasure to be here today with you.
0: Okay, so tell us, tell us a bit about yourself first. Um, You're living in London or you're here part time? What's
1: what's the deal? Uh, Absolutely, so uh, I came to London back in um, 2017, about three years ago now, and really basically to work at um, a startup in the education space. Uh, We were building one of the biggest education platforms uh, in the world. And, um, and then, then I decided to uh, become an entrepreneur. Um, Tell that's
0: what that platform's called.
1: Uh, CFT. CFT. And, um, and basically now I launched Supercharger Ventures, which is an accelerator for uh, education technology startups. We basically help these startups expand globally and raise money. And I also teach at university, uh, also on the, on the, with my other academic hat.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. So, in short, you do your, there's a, two sides to you, there's one side where you're lecturing and the other side where you're helping startup companies.
1: That, 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 that's correct, yeah.
0: Okay. So what have you learned over your period of time since you've been doing this um, startup company aid? What have you learned that you feel that you wish you should have known at the start?
1: Well, that, that, that's, really, that's really a great question. So uh, I, I'm not. Um, I'm not a first-time founder now, so of course, this really helps a bit with my second startup. Uh, I-, I think that one of the most important things is really the first one is even when you start, even at the beginning, just make sure to set like very um, great objectives, very ambitious plans, and just not just set the objectives, but also set up the plan and you know, make sure you execute. Don't think you're just a guy with an idea and you keep working on your idea. Remember, like you know, idea without execution is nothing. And you gotta have a business, you don't just need an idea. Then the second thing, and maybe even more importantly, is uh, the fact that culture and the team is really the most important thing you need to um, take care about. Um, I-, I met so many people that are great, uh, but it doesn't just take, a bit like, I don't know if you are a football fan, but you know, it, for, to create a great football team, you don't just need 11 people, uh, 11 great people that can play football. You don't need 11 superstars, you need 11 people that can work and play in that case very well together. Oh, so, yeah, this is really the most important thing. And you as a founder, you need to be able to create the, the right synergy. Uh, between the people and the, a great vibe, a great uh, environment.
0: So your job as a founder is like a conductor, where you've got to bring all these different elements together and make it move along and share your vision.
1: That, that's correct on one side. But then on the other side, I think, you know, I, I like to be also very executional in a sense. I, I personally don't love like founders or uh, CEOs who are just, you know, directing. I think you need to set the example, you need to lead by example. Therefore, you know, of course, you need to be able to coordinate and share the vision, but then very often you also need to roll up your sleeves and just do stuff.
0: What were your biggest concerns prior to starting any of your startups?
1: Uh, The biggest one of, of, I mean, of of course, that is not successful. Uh, But then I, I learned that in a sense, maybe the biggest, problem is not when it's not successful or it fails because that's okay it can happen right and uh, it's there is nothing bad about it mm. but the worst thing is where you don't fail but you're not successful you're kind of in that in middle world. that limbo of you know of yeah it's going uh, i can i can push it a bit more i can you know i can make it happen i can i can i can and then it doesn't happen Sometimes the business is, is dead already, but you don't see it. And that's really, uh, 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 that's really a problem because you, you risk to lose time. Okay, perseverance, but sometimes you need to be able also to cut the loss, like failure is okay.
0: So what are the main signs that you know a business is just not gonna work? You started it, what would you say the main signs are?
1: Uh, so one for sure is, is revenues. One for sure is revenues, of course, you know. If you see that, you know, you struggle uh, too much to make money and and not just revenue per se, actually, but more about the business model. You need to be, sometimes, you know, you will be able to, I don't know, pull a deal on the side or whatever or make it happen in a way or in another, which is okay because it's struggling. You know, you you need to struggle as an entrepreneur. It's okay. It's the right thing to do. But then on the other side, if you see that at one point, this, of course, also depends on what you do. But if you see that you haven't been able to create and find um, a right business model, so a stable way of making money uh, that can grow, hopefully exponentially, that is a sign because otherwise every month you always find yourself with, you know, finding a new way to get money, which sometimes it works, but very often it does. not And the other one is, is the team, as we said like if you see that you have a toxic team it's very difficult that you know you will go far
0: But in a toxic team case you can just um, get rid of people and employ the right people
1: Uh, it's it's not that easy it's not that easy in a sense because there are how can I say To to, to, essentially to think about the example that we were sharing before um, having you know it's difficult to find right people because, I mean, everyone is smart in a sense. Everyone is good, right? You as a founder, you need to be able to make them believe in what you are doing, what they are doing, and create that environment. So, in a sense, it's not really about them, but it's more about you. Of course, you will, I mean, there are also toxic people, unfortunately, right? But, but I, I would say it's more about you than them.
0: Oh, so the backstop stops with you. It starts and stops with you. Yeah, that that that, that that's, that's really correct. Sense. That makes sense. Okay. So, what's your ultimate goal when you start a business? What would you say your ultimate goal is? Obviously, it's to make money, but is there something more to
1: it? Um. Yeah. There, there are actually two, two things in a sense. The first one is, like, that I mean, you made a very good point because, of course, like you know, money is not everything, and also, how do you measure success, right? Like people say that you know uh, essentially to, to be really happy you need to be able to continuously try and reach something uh, because objectives move you close a deal you make money and then there is the next one then the next one then the next one so it's not easy so su- being successful I think is really being at peace with yourself knowing that you know you made it knowing that you have a business knowing that you know Hopefully you made an impact. There are so many great businesses. I don't know. I think about, you know, healthcare, education, but even other other businesses, right? They really can make a big impact in the world and it's important. And then on the other side, as a founder, I think a goal is to make myself uh, useless. Uh, What I mean by that is that uh, I want to be able to to give my I give to be able to. Yeah. I need to be able to 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 give all the tools to my team to do everything without me.
0: So it's a delegate. You want to, be able to delegate. Exactly. A that that you're free to start another business, become the next Richard Branson or
1: something. <laughs> I mean, this this is a nice uh, perspective, yeah. but uh, let's <laughs> But uh, yeah, I thought that would
0: be the ultimate goal. You speak to loads of people.
1: Uh, yes, um, I do. Um,
0: what is a common trait that you see? Common questions that people ask you, that or concerns that they have. Uh, about? When, sorry, when it comes to these, like, they, you know, everybody you speak to wants to start up a and start up, they want to be the next Bill Gates, Elon Musk, what have you. Yeah. What, what are the common traits that you see?
1: Okay. I, I, I think the most important thing is to, and this might sound like a cliche, because of course, like, you know, you've you heard it so many times people that are passionate and driven. But, you know, it's easy at the beginning, because we are all excited, because you want to be, as you said, the Elon Musk of the, you know, the new Elon Musk or whatever, but then things get tough, and there are very few people that are so driven, that are able to really pull stuff, pull everything in a time of difficulty, that will come, so... It's, it's really about the passion and, you know, sometimes you see you see in the people, you see it in the eyes, you see it's about being hungry, more than anything.
0: You spoke about traveling earlier. Yeah. You travel, what, Paris, Italy,
1: uh, London. Yeah, London. Y- Europe, but also I, I travel often between the, um, the UK and the Middle East, the Middle uh, East. mainly UAE. And, uh, and also I go often to Hong Kong.
0: When you're teaching these different cultures about the startup process, process, yeah. are there any specific things that you need to tell different cultures, because obviously we're all human beings but we all see certain things acceptable, certain things not, we have all different mindsets. Sorry, there's two questions in there, it's like, is, is there specific things you teach them and is also, um, was it hard for you to adapt to the different cultures?
1: Um, so maybe I'll start with the second one. No, it was not hard, and actually was the really the best thing that happened to me. Like I, I really, really enjoy doing business and you know meeting people and having relationships all around the world because it taught me so much. You no, know, I, I grew up in Italy, so I had a pretty how can I say linear uh, culture in a sense, right? So being able to really relate to different people, that's great. And of course, when you teach everything, when you do business, maybe the biggest mistake I've seen that entrepreneurs made is that they just copy, for example, the American model or a business that they've seen in America, which, which, which is okay, but then they put it, I don't know, in, in Dubai or in Hong Kong or whatever, identical without thinking about you know, the difference
0: Cultural
1: exactly, cultural and um, economic difference. How people do business. So it's really, it's really, it's really related, and it's the most important thing. You need to start from the culture and from the local traits, and then understand how you can bring the global best practice. Let's say so, that's absolutely the most important thing.
0: So when you're, you said you need to start from the culture. Yeah. What, what kind of um, things are you looking for when you're starting from the culture?
1: um uh, more than really th- so there are there are little things such as you know for example how they do business in the, in in hong kong is very different from how they do business here in the uk Can you give uh, us some examples? of course like for example hong kong is a very local market in a sense you need to understand that very often you need the local person and this is uh, you know, really a mistake that I've seen in a sense because, and same thing in the UAE, for example. Many entrepreneurs think you know, that they, they can just go and do themselves and bring you know, the, the knowledge from outside, but you need to be able to, to, to for example, even sim- simply put, hire someone locally, because they need to come, because local people need to see local people. And it, it's even the same here in Europe, if we think about it. Maybe not really in the UK, but if I think about Italy, you know, having someone local, it helps. Like it's, it's. This is something super simple.
0: So that's like your brand manager.
1: Yeah, but you'd be surprised how many people, you know, don't get this and think that they can just go and you know dominate foreign markets without local, uh, uh, that local. Um, how can I say addition? Yeah.
0: So if they have a local face, people feel comfortable. That is part of who we are, and then that's how you move forward.
1: As simple as it sounds, absolutely yes.
0: It, it's funny though because I've I've lived in Africa mm-hmm. as a continent and I've been through quite a few countries, not all. Um, and I've been into some supermarkets. Yeah. Where everything a brand will advertise, everything that all the people who are in the advert are more or less white. Yeah. But then when you look around, everybody is really black I and mean, we really sure. dark. But they don't see an issue in it. they see that that's it's more authentic or they want it more which is a strange way yeah it's kind of totally opposite to what you see um obviously what you're talking about dubai and um, the far east it's
1: true i mean that that's that's a very good point you're making because of course and this is especially true in retail businesses right sometimes of course, like you know, a brand strategy is also the one that they want to be associated with. I don't know, simply put, US, right? So myself in Italy or someone in uh, in Kenya, you know, we buy that product because we somehow you know want to be associated with that. We want to feel uh, in Los Angeles. We want to feel in New York, right? And simply with that simple purchase, uh, so this is really emotional. Then of course, we in my case, I was more. Referring to a reality of you know business to business type of type of deals, uh, so more than uh, than type of you know business to consumer. So which which is the case of retail, right? Okay.
0: okay. Um, would you encourage younger people to be entrepreneurs? I know you teach it. Yeah. Encourage it because not not would you say? everybody can do it it's something, or some people just have to say they're going to be one of the mill doing factory jobs
1: kind of thing so yes everyone can do it but not everyone should do it what I, I think something important to remember is that it's, it's it's okay not to you know wanting to be the next Elon Musk because if, if you if you look at you know historically Um, in the very, very, like, if you think about 50, 60 years ago, like, Europe was really a land of entrepreneurs, industrial entrepreneurs, manufacturing, people from manufacturing, right? So they really made the fortune of Europe. If I think about the case of Italy, right, this is absolutely the case. Um, And then, essentially, from U.S., there was this idea that you needed to work in, in a big company so it kind of shifted young people wanted to go into bigger companies because you know it was easier because of course the economy was going great so you know it was, was easy to get into big companies was, was was fashionable and then essentially then the opposite message came which is you know Silicon Valley so everyone wants to be the Elon Musk being in a big company is boring and so now there is a bit of a different message but I guess that no message is right, it just it depends on what you want to do. Just go for it. You want to be an entrepreneur, want to be the Elon Musk, go. You can do it absolutely. It's tough. Especially these days, you know, with uh, with this economic crisis. Of course, from crisis, great opportunities, but at the same time, it's, it's 10 or 100 times more difficult. So yes, you can do it, but not everyone should do it.
0: What does the future hold for yourself?
1: Uh, so, I mean, great, great question. I, I, I wish I knew. So today, I hope I can take my flight first of all. So, and uh, then Sorry,
0: just to let you know, he's flying on Christmas Day. That's how bad this COVID situation <laughs> is.
1: Exactly, right. exactly. And um, so I, I'm actually moving to Hong Kong in January. Okay. Yeah. So i I mean, I'll always be traveling. I mean, now it sounds funny that I say I'll always be traveling because, you know, in COVID times, but I'll always be traveling uh, between UK, Middle East and Hong Kong, but I will be more in Hong Kong than uh, than, than in the UK. So so for sure, that, that's a bit of a difference. So I hope I expand more my business in, in Asia. And also, I, I'm, I'm actually starting a PhD in, in Hong Kong as well. So just because, you know, I don't have enough things to do. <laughs> What's your PhD? Uh, it's in uh, Monetary Policy. Monetary Quality? Mo- monetary Policy. Okay. So like Central Bank, this kind of stuff. Okay, that's good, that's good. All right.
0: Last but not least, it'd be really
1: interesting talking to you. What's the impact you want to have on the world? Oh wow. So, what, I really, what I'm really passionate about and what I really want to have an impact is like really to help young people find their, their, their career, find their, their goals, help them really think about their future. When I was, I mean, I, I come from a, a good family, like, you know, I didn't have, I, I could go to school, I could go to university. Like my, fa- my parents always supported me, but I knew nothing. And I've been good and also lucky because it doesn't matter how, how good you are it matters how much you know. And sometimes it's really simple. So as much as I can share with young people, as much as I can give information, as much as I give back, as much as I can mentor with simple things, with only maybe a 30 minute shot, sometimes you can change the life of a young student. This is something I can do. And this is something I really want to do as much as I can.
0: Well, that's good. It's been great having you. My pleasure. What is it?
1: Thank you very much.
0: Yeah. All right then. I hope you liked that episode. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. We hope you liked that interview. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe to get the latest daily episode. Ever considered investing in a continent with the fastest growing economy and population on earth? The same continent that holds 30% of the world's known natural resources? Then listen to our sister podcast, Africa Investor Stories, where you will hear real investors with real stories from around the world share their experience of investing in Africa. We post Monday and Thursday at 10am.